Hey friends, welcome to episode number nine of the Bender Blend. Uh, this was a good one. Thanks Aaron, Audrey, and Henry for sitting down with me, just a small little crew. Uh, we talked about some of the artists we saw at the Bang the Drum uh, art and music event last weekend. It was really cool. Some live painting, all kinds of different mediums and styles. Uh, it's definitely inspirational, so if you guys see art shows around you, I, I definitely you know, recommend go, and, go get inspired. Go watch other people do art. It's, for me, it helped me. It, it was cool talking to all the artists. Uh, definitely getting inspired and just make sure you go do the work, you know, and go share your art with people. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening and hope you enjoy. That's the official sound of recording in progress. Um, let me fucking move this mic thing a little bit. So we've got a nice tight little group today. Yeah, we do. Um, so yeah, yesterday was rad. Going to that, that, what was that event called exactly? It was Focal Point? Focal Point. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was live painting and live music for people listening. There's a cool art show and music show showcase, I guess, would be the right word. Yeah, it, it's like almost a mini uh, festival. Yeah, it was cool. Say. It was that bang the drum. and um, I definitely had a favorite artist there. It was that Amy. I got her business card. Um, she was painting in the corner on the wood. Ooh, um, yeah. It's really cool. Um, and it's funny because she nailed it. I went up. And I'll I'll pull her business card out so people listening can check her Instagram out and see what I'm talking about. But I started talking to her. I was like, it's she's hyper real realistic, but then like she puts it transposes it, and, and I was like, she's like it's like a dreamscape, and I was like that's fucking perfect. It, yes. Because yeah, they're they're realistic drawings of or paintings of figures and people and then trees and shit, but then it's like transposed and it's like. She'd add that one with the, like, you know, like out in space kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And I was like, God, that's fucking cool. No, and that's funny because that didn't even register with me when I was looking at it. It is hyper-realistic, but it has, it's like a fantasy element. And that's yeah, true. I love that juxtaposition. Yeah. She was, she was, I mean, there was a lot of cool shit. Yeah. But hers, actually the gal next to her, I didn't get her name, but she was, I was watching her process and she was which <laughs> just made me jealous. She was sitting there looking at pictures of cats, uh, like uh, panthers, and she did oh, a tiger one. She and she's just so sitting there cool. just like, perfect. And I was like, line for line, like perfect, drawing from what she saw on the paper or on her canvas. I'm like, that's, I can't. I tried that once, and my mom had good advice, and it's, and it's in that book, Draw, or How to Draw What You See. And my whole thing was I'd always look like she was doing, but she did it well. She's talented. Of looking at the picture and then looking at your canvas. Whereas my mom was like, instead of doing that, like look at the piece of art or look at the picture you're, you're, you want to paint and don't look at your canvas and hmm. just paint the line, like hmm. paint what you're seeing shapes. Like, okay, there's an, that's a curve, the movement, like get the movement down. Hmm. Like, there's the shoulder, there's, and it actually helped, but I still suck at drawing. I really do. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've I've always struggled. I used to get super frustrated as a kid because I would have the perfect image in my brain or like a cool idea, and I could never make it real. God. Oh, cat went down. Oh, kitty. Um, 
but I, I went on a stint when I was in LA of just drawing every day um, where I would hang out and just draw on napkins and it, it got better like every mm-hmm. day it just it gets better every day you do it it's I got closer and closer to drawing what I wanted then I tried to draw something like last night and it looks terrible yeah. <laughs> so yeah if you don't use it you lose it well and <clears throat> the Amy I'll, I'll gonna, I need to just go get her card but she said it perfectly she was like well it's a muscle you mm-hmm. gotta work it out and I'm like I know I'm, I'm just bad about it not that I don't and that's like I give myself an excuse, and it's never a good excuse. I'm like, oh, I just I just suck at drawing. It's like, well, I could probably get better if I just did it every day. Do make give myself a challenge every day of, I'm gonna learn how to draw. Cause here's where I lose it. I can do a decent face, like side profiles. I got that down, man. Yeah. <laughs> Shading and everything. And then someone says, cool, now draw the neck to the shoulder, and I can I dude the proportions mm-hmm. are all fucked. And it looks, it's, it, I mean, it's mm-hmm. not good. I don't, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, my, I don't know how to proportion. And I'm like, why is, okay, that now the neck's super long, bless you. And Sorry. shoulders are too high up. Like, that's, I don't know how to, I, and I, that's something I should just, I'll maybe saying it out loud, well, and you guys can hold me accountable. Is like, I, I need to just work on that. And you know what? And I'll say it right here is like, I've done it and it's, I tracing is a good way to start that. I think it gives you a little more, and then you can slowly like work away from the trace. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe that'll help. And there are some great books. I'm sure you could go through Barnes and Noble and like look at just some like what are basic body structures. Because the Mm -hmm. other thing I I picked up on later was most like not all, but a lot of uh, cartoonists and illustrators erase a lot of stuff. So you, you don't have to draw your perfect final image at the beginning. Oftentimes there are steps that you're going to take to just draw the shapes of everything first and then start adding in details and structure. And... So yeah, yesterday it was super validating for me in that respect because um, there were a couple people talking and it was this one woman and I think somebody was saying exactly the same thing. Like, I wish I could do that. Or they were talking about patience and she was like, yeah, like being an artist takes a lot of patience. And they were like, what? And she goes, yeah, you know, you... <laughs> You draw something, and the, and she goes, yeah, the first, you know, one to ten times, you're not going to like it, and you're going to want to get rid of it, and you're going to, you know, it takes a lot of patience to be an artist. You keep coming back to this thing that you did that you don't like, and you try to figure out how to make it better, and I was like, oh, really? Other people struggle with this? That's amazing. That's good to know. It yeah. just, and seeing the caliber that other people had, and I was like, you know, I'm talented. I, I should call myself an artist. I should, like, not be self-deprecating none of us should when it comes to being creative and just you know don't i have a hard time like anyway yeah yeah no, just no. just own that you're a creative person and <clears throat> yeah and that's that's again one of the themes of this podcast is like hey remember like it's okay we're all struggling with probably the same problems mm-hmm. but that's why it's i love i go to the art shows like that and the, seeing that it's invigorating and it's also like yeah okay and there's a everybody's got a unique style even if it's borrowed from it's like that whole i've got this book steal like an artist in front of me by austin cleon it's awesome 10 things nobody told you about being creative like fucking hey dude and everything in here is like i've highlighted a couple things like that's right on money and i gotta keep revisiting this you know 
because yeah, you see, oh, that kind of reminds me of this. It's like that should be always be a compliment to artists. It's because mm-hmm. I, you know, and that. That's why, like, I look at, <laughs> I look at certain styles, and I'm like, I really want to emulate and kind of copy it, but not obviously. I got to put my own spin onto it, but mm-hmm. like Frankfurt is that like that fantasy art. I'm like, I really wish I could draw like that, and maybe I should just start with maybe I'll just trace some of that and just get how does he move his pen when he's drawing. I don't know. Yeah. That's, I think that's a good one. It's way. just finding your own niche and finding your own... Yeah. Because I can think of a lot of artists that I know and admire and I would love to be able to... Like Maxfield Parrish, like be able to do those amazing landscapes or, you know, NCY and things like that. And you just have different artists that you like and you want to... At least for me, I always would try to emulate. I'd try to imitate and copy. But um, you got to be okay with your own thing because you might not like what you're really good at at first. At least that was for me. I was like, oh, dang it. I would have liked a different style. But in the end, I feel like, you know, you can work so much on your style and get it to where you want it to be. But at the same time, you just have a way of looking at things and that's you. And that's how it's going to kind of look. Also for the food ASMR enthusiasts out here, Audrey is eating (laughs) coconut and peanut spread with apple slices. Is it really audible? <laughs> I noticed it a little bit before, and I was like, I've never listened to somebody eat I'm apples sorry, so I'll stop. close before. <laughs> sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to show my age here. I don't know what ASMR is. Uh, it's like, I, I don't, like, I've only seen references to them on the internet of, like, videos of people standing, like, really close to a microphone, like, eating something, oh. and they'll, they'll, like, move around the mic, so it's super, look, if you wear headphones, it's, you, you get the surround sound of So basically, biting. we just said that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, sorry, is that, I, I don't know what, I didn't know what that was, I was like, ASMR, is that an That's acronym for already seen my re- record? <laughs> I don't know, I was like, <laughs> now we gotta look it up, because I'm curious, I was like, I, I feel like I've heard that before, too, but I don't know. So it's um, autonomous sensory meridian response. Oh wow! Okay, uh, that was, I was not expecting those no. words. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's characterized by the static-like or tingling sensation on the skin that typically begins at the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and the upper spine. So it's when a sound gives you the willies, basically. Ooh, see, I don't. Oh, get sorry, the, I didn't mean oh, to no, give you not, the willies. No, <laughs> not the bad ones per, per se. <laughs> That's not bad. It there is. I think I told you guys this about like when people like suck their teeth or smack their lips or something. Like I get a crazy response. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like irrational. <laughs> like punch anger. response. Yeah, but <laughs> now we know. Yeah, that there. And I think you're right. Now that I you said that, I, there's recordings of people like you can buy just those sounds of somebody like rubbing fabric and it's like and it, just to get that a response that like ooh I loved that's really calming like hearing paper mhm mhm yeah that yeah. scene in Stranger Than yeah. Fiction where he's filing oh yeah and she's talking about him listening to it like a deep and endless ocean just like I identify with that really <laughs> who knows no. that, that might be our niche just become an ASMR podcast. Yeah, we oh, we got the beer opening down. We got that cracked. Yeah, now that I think of it, it's kind of a theme. It kind of is. <laughs> hey, listen. Oh God! The other thing I noticed, I snort through my nose when I laugh. I go, and I've 
caught myself doing it so many times on the last few episodes. And now really? I'm super self-conscious. Like, uh, I caught myself doing it all the time, even in daily life, and it's upsetting to me now. It's, oh, no. You should, man. Your laugh's your laugh. And laugh's good, man. It's though. funny, because I didn't even notice that about you. I know, laugh. and now I'm going to notice I it. I know. But <laughs> I'm going to look for it and be like, where is he? He's uh, not really laughing I, if I'm, he's not doing I'm it. I'm just going to try to, like, chortle and giggle <laughs> as much as possible and I'm, not snort through my fucking nose. But that's what I do on the internet. Like, when I say, if I ever say to you, like, lol, LOL. or lol, I just did this. Like, that's the extent of my I always life. do the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even that's sonically better for me. Like, really? Yeah. The, sound like you want a hakaluki? <laughs> I don't know. Not, I like that. I like the little... I don't know. Some people have that infectious laugh where you hear it and you can't help but laugh because of how awesome their laugh sounds. Mm-hmm. And, my and grandpa was like that. I, I, Usually it's... For me, my favorite laugh is guys or gals that have kind of a raspy, almost sounds like they've been smoking their whole life. Mm-hmm. It's kind yeah. of like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it mm-hmm. fucking cracks me up when I hear it because it's just like there's some added layer to it when they when you hear that, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like fucking hilarious. I don't know, like a genuine, like deep belly laugh with a little bit of phlegm behind it. Like, ah, my grandpa kind of laughed like that, yeah. Laugh right there. That's what that, that gets me going. I'm like, that's, that's enjoyable to listen to. I always say funny stuff to watch with my grandpa because his laugh was so good. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I have two friends that each individually have incredible, amazing, hilarious laughs that are super infectious. One sounds like um, uh, Mozart and Amadeus. Have you seen that movie? Oh, okay. Seriously? Yeah, it's straight up. Because that's one of the best parts about that movie. Yeah. And, he just sounds like a horse. And then our other friend, uh, Kelly, has a laugh where she goes, <laughs> that's and, and then they'll set each other off, and yeah. then it's no stopping. For no, and for no one, anybody ever, yeah, for like a very they long are, time. They are incredible. I that's like awesome. that, man. I'm all about it. I can definitely snort. I only do the full like. I'm. I've never snorted. I'm a full just guffaw. I no. I quiver. I've got a quivery laugh. It's like yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys have heard it. I get, I, I kind of. My mom and my bro, my brothers always. Is it like, weird? You got. You have a quiver laugh. Like, <laughs> kind of quivering vocal cords. But I, I, I'm, I'm not self-conscious about it. I'm self-conscious about smiling in pictures. I don't smile with my teeth. Oh, I always, yeah. I always try to avoid that. I, I try to make a face instead. Yeah. Try to figure out what my picture face is. People like, just smile. I'm like, I don't want to fucking smile, man. Especially when about you tell Sheila. me to smile. Sheila. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's back. Sorry. Yeah, anyway. Good, <clears throat> no, that was good. I like, yeah, little, good. I like little tangents. tangents. Yeah. But back to the... Henry, did you have anybody in particular at the art show that you were like, fuck yeah, dude? Um, or were you just like... I got there a little late. Yeah, it's true. Okay, and it's true. Um, I was telling Audrey that I, I was kind of bummed that more people's art wasn't clearly labeled who it was. Because I was right. looking at some stuff that was super cool and I had yeah. no reference. There was no price on a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, it was, And the artist was probably wandering around looking at other art. And so they yeah. weren't there too. But... I mean, there were a bunch of pe- cool people. The um, the two people uh, painting big murals up front were really cool. Yeah. I liked those. Um, the guy who did the spray paint 
Yeah, that piece was, was really awesome. Yeah, that was fucking cool. Um, there were there were just like a bunch of really cool people, and um, sometimes the artist was painting, and I didn't want to bother them while they were doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was really cool, and there's cool music and stuff. The um, what's it? What could I compare it to? The kind of like lightning in a bottle. Uh, kind of vibe mm-hmm. it's not necessarily my 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 cup jam my cup of tea but I, I I enjoy a lot of that stuff um, and I'm just socially awkward in super large crowd settings like that yeah. so um, it's always a little weird I'm, I'm better in smaller well which is funny Henry yeah. because you make up I you make up for pretty well you seem pretty mm-hmm. affable when you're around that like you seem to be doing fine oh, by yeah. my by my perspective. The the deep internal panic is <laughs> it's very real. It's very real. Um, yeah, it's my whole life. Yeah, weed and alcohol compensate for uh, a bit of that. Social, but, right? but yeah, yeah, that that was something I noticed too, and it, um, which is something that for people in the future. Like if you're doing an art show, man, like make, and maybe that's the whole being a humble artist like no man you're showing off your shit put your name on it big loud and proud because we gotta know yes sir like i want to see who is that who did that because that's fucking rad yeah that dude spray and that was the cool part too seeing all the different mediums yeah i I mean there was dudes doing collage work which um it's cool but i'm not into it that much uh (laughs) yeah but i was just like you get collage and then dudes do that dude doing the spray paint and then the couple of gals using latex and then uh, acrylic and stain and watercolors like I was like that's that's always fun to see where you know for me my favorite I like acrylic paint on canvas that's but it kind of re inspired the spray paint thing especially for me like I did I played around with that medium a little bit and not in a capacity of like graffiti art like I can't do that but just using spray paint as like an added Sp- like a little spritz on a painting I did. Well, oh, cool. It was blue. I used blue and white and red and just held it far enough away to get an effect and it turned out really cool. It was like, it looked like a nebula. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like it landed and I was like, fuck, I need to do that more. And just thinking about the way I do art differently. And I have, like, going to these art shows and seeing these things is a good reminder of like, oh yeah, you can change the way you do like what and it was something simple too like Amy painting on wood and I'm like why don't I paint on some wood like find cool piece of wood and paint on it because the wood itself has its own little you just play off that patterns and shit it was good it was a good reminder of like oh yeah I get sometimes I get stuck in a lane of like just canvas just paint just just acrylic well I saw it like when I when we went over to Audrey's uh, you were you were doing uh, collage stuff, but were you drawing what the collage was? Were you, was that you? Was that me? I think <laughs> I can't remember, but I think it was where you basically had like made a collage, cut out from stuff, but you had drawn it instead of just cutting it out and pasting it onto something. I'm trying to think what that could um, be. What was it? Uh, there was like a nineteen fifties like housewife uh, on the bottom. Then there's something. 
Was that not you? I don't. Th- no. That sounds badass. No. no, it wasn't me. Maybe it wasn't. Um, maybe I smoke too much weed. Uh, <laughs> no, I do that all the time. And I'm like, was that you? I okay. Um, I'll try to. I'll try to think of who it was. But it was really cool. Just in the idea that like I've always seen collage work as a pretty creative thing that juxtaposes multiple images and the the craft and like skill of cutting it out so finely and mm-hmm. accurately. But then. I had never thought to just then, after making a collage, draw it instead of doing it. And they were tracing it on top of, like, they would basically, like, cut it out, but then trace it onto paper oh, as they would collage it together. Fuck. So yeah, it was just, like, cool. a really cool, like, way to change that medium and make it your own. Because you can just even adopt your own art style on top of a tracing. Wow. That is stunning. Yeah. And it was That's just, beautiful. Yeah. It was just a part, a process that uses collage that I had never considered. Wow. That's inspiring. Yeah. It, that is. Um, I kind of think this dude who wrote this book, Steal Like an Artist, Austin Cleon, um, I think he does... Let me just, I'll just do, read a little quick little thing. Um, bear with me. In other, yeah. I think he does something, like, he, he talks about getting started with that. Um, doing, like, collage stuff. And, like, clip it. He, like, clips out words, and then he'll, like, paste it to make a something different. And there might be a little image in there. I th- maybe I'm... I don't want to flip through the whole book. Hold on, everybody, for a moment of silence. But okay, we can edit it out. <laughs> just fill it with hilarious laughs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chewing. Yeah. I was gonna but, say elevator music. Girl from Ipanema. But yeah, that's. I don't know that that I'm glad. Yeah, for me, I got I got a lot out of seeing that. It's it's a good reinvigoration because it's just like, you know, I. I've been in a, not in a bad way, but a slump as far as putting visual art down, painting or drawing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I haven't really, I haven't painted in like two months, and it's, hmm. I don't, I'm not like, fuck, but because I really, it's just like, yeah, it's just. If you're not feeling it, sometimes they're, feeling you're... It. I, and the worst thing you do is try to force it out. Yeah, and I, I struggle <laughs> with that and then the, like, dedication thing where you just, just do it. And you'll you'll get in you'll get in the swing of it, and you're only gonna get better by just doing it. Yeah. But then some days you wake up and you're just like, ah, oh, I just don't want to do this. Right? I just want to mm-hmm. be a normal person <laughs> for a little bit, not create something crazy. I yeah, I've been kind of frustrated too. I and I just haven't had time. But I've decided when I go home and I clean my house and eat dinner, I'm gonna sit down and not feel guilty about like sitting down and trying to paint something when I get home. Yeah, like forward to it. life gets in the way and sometimes you don't want a, a second job. You want it to be that fun yeah. escape thing when you want to do it to have that. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. tough because you're, you're uh, again, if you don't use it, you lose it. If you don't play an instrument an hour a day, I think it is, they say you get worse at it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucked then. <laughs> I know. I was, you know, I was like, "Oh, there's me thinking I can just pick up the piano again." Well, you can't. You, but you, I know. But you've lost all the intricacies that you get from doing it every yeah, day. Yeah, muscle memory for sure. There'll yeah. be some left, but oh, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, I guess it probably depends too on how long you've played a certain instrument. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, well, that kind of will segue into what 
and I, I want to I want Aaron uh, to be here for this because he suggested the topic of struggle how your struggle defines you and I think that in a broad term yeah like struggle defines all of us but as an artist I was thinking about it I'm like I you know you hear the a lot of it's like the cliche of someone in a dark place is going to make amazing art yes but also sometimes someone in an amazing place makes amazing art and for me personally I don't think I've ever been I don't think I do really I don't as far as painting is because uh, that's the medium I'm on right now is paint and all my paintings that I've done that I'm super proud of and feel good about and that I'm like yeah that's fucking it I was in a good mood like I've never been when I get like full depressed and just like I don't want to do shit yeah. I just want to like lay there and mm-hmm. turn my brain off and just be like no I'm not doing I'm not committing to anything I've got no you know yeah. Lot, and maybe maybe and maybe that's the challenge for me is to say well what if you do just go start doodling or something see what happens that might draw you out of that depression yeah. in a, or it way. pulls me deeper in and I'm like yeah. fuck this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, if I can if I'm super depressed I have to go take photos for the most part to, to make art I could write music or, but I'm not really even that trained to write music well it's like I would have to go do somewhere and like get out of the house and when you're super depressed you don't want to do that shit I've written some funny comedy from being super depressed but mm-hmm. it's yeah. usually not in that direct moment where I'm feeling at my worst mm-hmm. it's, yeah it's usually I, after the fact a little bit that's um, that's that's interesting because I'm the same way like I was thinking about this today it's just like yeah when I'm depressed or like not I don't produce great things like it's a motivation thing and it's a energy thing i just i'm like i don't have the fucking energy because mm-hmm. being depressed kind of zaps it out of you mm-hmm. like at least for me this is just me but it sounds like henry you kind of have that same thing but at in like you said after the fact sometimes i'll be like oh yeah remember that shit you thought about or that something you know i don't know it's just it's interesting that and i want i will have to ask aaron when he gets here about it, like do you, because uh, he's a poet, you know, or whatever, he'll, I'm sure he'll agree, but I'm not going to, he's like, no, I don't have, to. yeah, you, you wrote, you wrote poetry, buddy, you're a poet, but, uh, I wonder if he writes better poetry when he's in a dark place, if he's struggling more, do you know what I mean? I like, can see that, because I've, I've caught myself, th- like, thinking or writing some cheesy shit when I am in a, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. just, like, full emotion, and I don't care how it sounds, mm-hmm. so, I'm a rat, like, I don't care what <laughs> yeah, it sounds like. Yep. Um, because you're, like, it's, emotions make you a little dramatic. Not yeah. to say that like it yeah. that's not a valid thing to be when you're experiencing something like that, mm-hmm. but it it is it's a little dramatic. <laughs> just lol. Just lol. Yeah. I don't know. Audrey, what do you what do you think of like do you do you feel when you're struggling or the way that your art comes out, is is that defined by how like the shit you're going through in the moment or what you've been through or is it combination of things lately it's been um there's this lately it's more something um okay i'm trying to express like uh an emotion or 
just kind of a pattern of thinking that I feel like I don't really discuss with anyone else, but and, but you're pretty sure everyone else deals with it. I don't know. Is that too complicated? No. Something like that. So, like, there's one project that I want to work on. It's basically just kind of summing up the day-to-day rat race struggle for me. And it's just, like, an arm, like, holding this inside-out umbrella, like, above water. And the water is almost, like, that's what it And that, to me, like, this is me just trying to convey a feeling. Sometimes it's negative. Sometimes it's positive. It just depends. When I'm really depressed, I don't want to do shit either. But um, <laughs> sometimes I'll do it to make myself feel better. The painting is more just kind of like a hang out and let my mind go free. Yeah. Um, it's also an escape from like thinking and escaping reality for a little bit. Yeah, so it's a, a lot of different things. Yeah. See, but even that alone, like that's a great image. Of, so you're going to draw, that's a drawing you're doing? Yeah, I drew it and then I didn't like how it turned out. So I'm going to redo it. Like that's, to me though, that's perfect. Like that. Right? Well, it's cool. You've got that. I don't. I don't know that I've, and maybe it's a practice thing, but I don't think I've ever thought about visualizing, like, this is how I feel, suddenly emote that in a painting or right. a drawing. Because I, I, I get, my brain just is blocked. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for standing 12 feet away while you chew. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, that's, to me, I like, that's, that's cool that you have a specific image in mind of like this is how I feel like, but also it's that's, that's it's not pretty... just how like you were is, correct me if I'm wrong you were saying like that's an emotion that a lot of people feel like it is not just this is what I'm feeling in my moment right now. I'm mean, the only one, right? I'm doing it's it's like also communicating a shared um, like feeling, and. Yeah. I think that's really cool because that is Thank how you. you feel. Yeah. Well, and the most impactful art for me is when I look at something and I'm like, them too. Like, they feel that too. Them too, also. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, wow, I get it. I see it. Like, or it's just things that you notice that you know. I don't know. Lots <clears throat> of inner well, stuff. Yeah, dude. That's and I'm I'm encouraging people that listen to this, guys. I have that email set up for a reason. Like, send me shit. Like, I assume because I know we're I know we're touching on things that other people think about and feel being creative people it's like like yeah what else what else is there because i know there's a lot to go like there's a lot to unpack about being and feeling that pressure of labeling yourself i'm a creative person Mm -hmm. it's like yeah but you are and Mm -hmm. and i guess (laughs) i don't know it's it's hard to define it like well what does that mean it's like well you can be creative in a lot of ways, obviously. Well, and our, I think our society defines if you label yourself, oh, I'm a creative, they say, oh, you make your, you make enough money from your art to do that when that's not necessarily how yeah. life works out. You can still mm-hmm. be making incredible art and doing a lot of different creative things, and that might not be your main source of income. But I think you can still define yourself as a creative and not be... That that's not your main gig. Yeah, yeah. I and that's. I mean, again, I'm gonna keep reiterating. Like this podcast is for those people, like us, that are like, yeah, we consider ourselves creative, and we all are. And that's why we're doing the one on ones eventually. Is like, because I know people listening want to hear each one of your guys. You know the way Henry like. I don't know if it's uh, it's up to you, but like I was saying, I was like, well, I, I I know you do photography, and 
was like, I kind of, like, I've seen some of your shit. I'm like, now I really want to know because it's like, you're good. Well, thanks, brother. So let's get into that. And then also, and some of this dude wrote in here in the book. And I was like, fuck yeah. Uh, Do good work (laughs) and share it with people or something. It was something like that. That's great. Yeah, do good work and share it with people. That's Sweet. a great like fucking a like good reminder. Yeah, just do do your do good work and share it because it's it's worth sharing and that's why like if you get obviously I'm gonna get you guys permission but if you guys ever want to like plug yourself and just say hey yeah people go check out my Instagram, fucking tell people and share it because that's part of what this is too is like I want it's building that community. So I get emails from people that are like, hey, you know, how about you guys talk about this? Because I can't be there to talk about it with you. And that's why I want to encourage us. Like, just email me, dude. Well, we all, we'll set up a Twitter as well. And so. Twitter, I do need to do Twitter. I'm a bad, bad mm, social media yeah. guy. Like, on that I, can, I can help you with that respect. Yeah, I'll... <laughs> what is like, this Twitter that. you talk about? Mm. Yeah. Fucking old guy. Because then that's a super easy way for people to get a hold of us. Yeah, exactly. So that... People listening, like, let's, yeah, you're part of this community as well. We're all one big creative community here. We're just the the talking heads that uh, get to hash it out and there drink beer, guys. Scream into my mouth. We have a sticker on the brew house door that says, right the fuck on. Nice. It's like my new favorite. That's great. It's spelled W-R-I-T-E. <laughs> All right, all right. Yeah, but so that maybe I'll maybe I'll just throw this out there if for people listening, like, dude, go check out this book. My mom got this for me. Steal like an artist, because it makes you feel. And that that's why, like, one of the talking points I teased today with you guys before we started, like, you guys want to talk about that authenticity or originality, because when you see other people doing the art that you that your medium is gives you that little twinge of like mm-hmm. but I'm but I'm unique and it's like you are unique don't forget that you're doing you're doing something that a lot of other people do too but it's still you're doing it not they're doing it yeah I I've always thought how hard it would be to be an actual landscape photographer of just doing nature stuff because everyone else has taken a photo of that mountain. Like, Mm -hmm. making your photo of the mountain special is an incredible task. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's trippy to me. Mm -hmm. Like, finding your originality in that and seeing other landscape photos and doing all that stuff. Where even, like, you can get into any specific subsect of art and you're going to find people that share styles. And it's always you want to feel like it's a competition and who is better mm-hmm. and everything when really all you can do is make your own art yeah. and you will define your originality. And, and I think for some people it's that maybe the competition aspect is a good thing. It's a motivator for yeah. me. Yes. And no, I'm, I get motivated by people telling me that no, when I hear no, I'm like, ah, all right, game right. on, motherfucker. Well, you like, you, you can't, can't do, do that. Yeah, like, why would you, or or the whole, why would you even try? It's like, that's terrible. It's, it's I don't, I don't, I, I just walk away from that comment, because it's like, what are you talking about? Why would I even try? Because fucking A. <laughs> that's why. But it's that whole challenge, it's a, ch- it's a good motivator. But yeah, this like, you know, of course I'm in a sea of, 
hit like yeah I have a little podcast yeah why would you make a, yeah. a podcast and people are like yeah, oh cool going. you and everybody else I'm like yeah tell and then you know really why would you make a movie there are already so many movies right out. right and but and so you got that never that didn't it stopped me for a little while it definitely like halted me I was like fuck yeah what if and so that's why the, creating the original it's like you know what I'm sure we're covering the shit that other people have talked about but that's not the point the point is that we're doing it and we're unique individuals each of us and the fun part of this I think for I'm listeners still- is each episode they're getting to know each one of us a little better and that you know that's the big the big thing is doing the one-on-ones with you guys and then blending it all together bender blending the bender blending it but that that way because it it is i don't know it 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 hit me the other day i was like it's because of course i'm always like second guessing myself like am i doing anything worthwhile with it like I, i i know i am but it's also like as long as everybody else, I want people to get something out of this, not just like, oh yeah, that's a cool, it's like, no, this is something like, it's meant to inspire and motivate and maybe challenge your, the way you think about things. And it's done that for me, just thinking about that. I'm like, well, if I think about it, then maybe we should talk about that and hash it out. And that's why it's fun having this many, you know, today it's just three of us right now, but it's, it's a good, like everybody's got something different to say. For just like even a simple topic like well what do you think about this and that's that's part of the fun of this and hopefully you guys feel that way too is like you know it, it and as long as it doesn't i get i get that fear of like am i repeating myself too much but then it's also like you know what sometimes you need to reiterate because we've Some... done we've done this is episode nine it's crazy. So I and we all have talked a lot. That's how. That's nine hours, nine and a half plus hours of talking. So there's probably times where I'm gonna repeat myself, but it's also important to just remember. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, and if you guys ever think of something, and that's why, like, I encourage note taking. If you think of something, like, you grab the pen and write it down. Oh, I, I don't think anyone could read my handwriting. Oh really? Oh, so I write like <laughs> I write like a four year old who just took cocaine. Like, <laughs> I it is uh, it, like scholars have attempted, and it is and like not doable. Mystery language. I used to, I used to write with like like the pen laying in my hand like this with my pinky closest to the tip, and like I I what? I, I, I it looked almost legible, and that was in first grade, and then somebody made me switch over and it's just always been bad ever since really yeah also i haven't like somebody asked me to fill something out the other day and it's like oh i haven't written something down in years <laughs> like i i only type oh that's point. interesting dude yeah. okay shit <laughs> see we just learned yeah. some insight oh a aaron has just arrived back from this um, we were uh, we're kind of we're kind of rocking it up diving into well we did a little bit of the started getting into the originality and authenticity shit but now that you're here how, how original was it being authentic it's really hard yeah. um, <laughs> but now that you're here dude let's uh because you're taught you teased the topic last week so you we got to live up to that that's just because i'm a big teaser how your uh, struggles <laughs> define you not a not only as a person but uh so far sit down <laughs> but as a but as a creative person too so no pressure but 
I know, like, we've all been... I don't want to sit right now. I've been sitting for too long. Oh, okay. <laughs> right on. Well, let's, uh... I'm going to stand. Stand, stand somewhere stand. close, close-ish to the microphone so we can hear what you have to say. Like this? Ooh, yeah, yeah, we no. can hear. Ooh, okay. A sultry voice. <laughs> the swarthy man. Sultry voice. But I, I mentioned earlier that, um... I don't do my best work when I'm, like, happy in a dark place. Oh. Yeah. No. I do most of my work that I'm proud of when I'm in a good mood. Mm, weird. But I don't... It, <laughs> it, it, it could be weird, but yeah, I mean, are you the opposite? or what Kind you of. I mean, at least when I first started, I, I was definitely like that. I think if there's a happy medium between... What Pun is it good? I'm not sure either. <laughs> Fuck it. A happy medium. <laughs> it's happy going. I don't know. I, I would have to say, at least when it comes down to my life, whether it be music or art or anything else that's like in the middle of that, I'm not sure if there is. There has to be. But yeah, we were talking. <laughs> it's, it's, we were at least saying it's not the part where you're at your most depressed, mm-hmm. but it's after the fact, and that's not necessarily mm-hmm. in your happiest moment or whatever, but it's at, like after the depression. It's, it's between the good and the bad. I think that's when we finally start producing something, but you got to allow yourself to have the good and the bad as well. Sorry, excuse me. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, the struggle portion of like what defines us. I feel like it's just that more, at least in my life, it's always been like the unhealthy extremes of struggles that I've gone through that have at least made the little successes into bigger ones Mm -hmm. in a way, which I think that's one of those takeaways that I try to gather is like the little successes can amount to a lot because I mean, we all go through some form of shit in life and I would say not one person's I would bullshit or any type of negative experiences is greater or outweighs that of another person's because it's their own unique experience. Um, damn. I mean, for example, for myself at least, I, I've had to endure throughout my life loss in so many different categories. I mean, primarily loved ones or animals that I also cared for as well. But at like an early age for myself, I was like surrounded by death. Like it was almost one of those unhealthy scenarios where it's like you kind of don't, I mean, you kind of bypass the numbness phase at an early age and you just realize like, oh shit, like this person died. I'm gonna play with some Legos and build something super awesome out of that because I'm not sure how I'm supposed to act in this situation. Or like your favorite pet, like your best friend at that stage of life when you're like really young passes away and you find out on a car ride back home, or actually, we were, had a car ride to the steakhouse. That's when I found out when my first dog, Mimi, passed away. Aww. Went to that big doggy heaven in the sky. <laughs> and it was all just like a slip of the tongue from some of my family members with that whole situation. I'm pretty sure it was my sister because she was always really blunt with breaking bad news with me. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, dead. no, yeah, she's dead. And then it's like, what? It's like, how old were you? At that time, I'm pretty sure I was like four or three. Oh, And geez. so that was like devastating for me, at least at that time. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Fuck, man. Well, that's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's, 
there's always the whole, I and I don't want to sound, I don't care about sounds, but the whole recipe of like what makes a great comic, what makes mm-hmm. a great writer, what makes a great yeah. so-and-so. And it's like a lot of it is pain yeah. based, you know, it's like I'm, I do clearly like some of my favorite comedians write from a place of pain, but they make it funny. And it's like, yeah. that's an important thing for me. I don't know. I don't know if it's, I mean, I definitely have had. I definitely have a dark sense of humor, and mm-hmm. I and I love it. <laughs> like I don't I don't shy away from it, and that might come like yeah. My dad died when I was fifteen, mm-hmm. so it's like yeah, that early shock of like, hey, guess what? Your reality just changed big mm-hmm. time. So how you can do it's like, and everybody copes with it differently. But I guess I never really thought about it. It's like yeah, that probably shaped. I mean, that definitely shaped the way I perceive. Yeah humor and I think I mentioned it before but the uh, creator of Newgrounds was talking about how dark humor is often for people in a dark place yeah. and mm-hmm. helps them kind of cope and deal with things in their life that are super dark and depressing I know I've said the quote here um, I'll have to look up who it is uh, if, uh, if nothing was funny everything would be true and that's horrible yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. yep and that's that's also where sometimes things we know things are horrible and dark humor is a way of not necessarily making levity of the thing or concept itself but like helping us deal with the emotions of those things that come along with that so we can find another outlet for a a terrible thing i think that's mainly the goal too is just to have that outlet to begin with because for some reason in our society we have just a shit show of a time trying to express how we truly feel let alone grieve with loss because it's almost innate for us to kind of sit silent and kind of fester in our own grief or in our own pain because we don't want to share it with people because we're more afraid of what they're going to think about us or think about that event and it doesn't ever feel like you're gonna get the help that you want at that time or sometimes now this is special cases too other people tend to project their own stories onto you when you're going through some type of process some type of grievance or some sort and that's happened to me in the past where let's say for the sake of this conversation anyways, let's share more intimate details. Like my favorite person in the world, like four years ago, had passed away in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And she ran into a parked vehicle after drinking. Now I'll exclude her name for this time being, but at that time she was my girlfriend and that sucked. Mm-hmm. But being blamed by her family for like not being readily available to take care of her or for possibly spurring that onset of drinking too, is like it's it's not unnatural for that to happen but it's unnecessary to have to experience something like that because it's like one of those things you care deeply for a person and then you expect or not even expect but you desire some type of a let's say unity or some type of a comfort from other loved ones that share that same mutual love and you don't receive that instead you get kind of like oust it and you become like the fall person for an event you had no control over that sucks and that's probably one of those things that actually probably spurred or changed my trail of direction of where I was going at the time where 
I was going to school, headed for like, you know, biomed and electrical engineering stuff. And instead I decided to pivot closer to psychology and sociology just because I couldn't really understand people at that point. I almost socially chastised myself because I didn't want to deal with people at that point either. Hell, most of my family doesn't even know that I went through that event because half the time I spent most of my days in my own room, locked away from my own parents, let alone my sister too. And the only time that I ever had like clear communication with them was in that household was typically when it was like this call up to my room. It's like, it's time for dinner. No one really ever gave a shit about like what anyone was going through because it was one of those households that's like, keep it to yourself. I'm watching TV type of thing. Hmm. But that, that, that definitely defined you as an artist. It's definitely because you, you're, you write poetry where it's like, dude, that dude's got a lot of shit saying you're a deep dude. Yeah, I guess I see yeah. that as an outside perspective. It's like, I see how that defined you. There's a lot of routes lot. that I could have gone. Right. Besides going that route. I mean, I dived into a lot of video games for a long time. I mean, some people do that. Yeah. Some people miraculously avoid that too. Uh, more power to them. If they avoid that because they're... It's because they're sociopaths. Right? <laughs> well, that was at least six years of my life raging at people that I didn't know half yeah. the time online, being competitive, stuff like that. It was an outlet for me at that time, too. That was a defining moment. Yeah, well, yeah I think, I think yeah. it's really interesting as well that it's not necessarily like your struggle defines how, like, how you make art, but what you make as right. art. Yeah. Where it changes yes. the subject matter mm -hmm. of, of what you're creating. Yeah. Um, especially comedy, poetry, Music. Uh, painting, whatever yeah. it is, the subject matter changes as well. Yep. Depending on what experiences you've had. Yeah, that's yeah, that's well put, man. That's exactly it. It's <laughs> yeah, man. That's wow, dude. I yeah, I uh, that the whole blank and and I get it from people in grief, like they. The easy, the easy thing to do, I think, is not, is to put put blame on somebody else or like, put that emotion away from you. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, and, and in this day and age, it's hard to sit there with your own emotion and feel like, this is okay, right? And it is, it is, but until because there are so many fucking outlets, you you can jump on Facebook, Twitter, blah blah blah, and kind yeah. of grieve publicly but that's that might not be the best way in the moment it's like give it time and it's okay i think for me like like you said people always project their own like you know the best thing that some of my friends did when my dad died is they didn't change their behavior at mm -hmm. all they just were like hey let's go do this let's go hang out yeah and that was way more healing yeah. than mm -hmm. someone would be like, what can I do for you? Yeah. I'm so sorry. Inclusion that grossed so, yeah, me out. Yeah. Like, I was 15 and like people like being super, they were, and of course they were coming from a place of sympathy. It's mm -hmm. not, I wasn't being a little dickhead like, fuck you, you don't, it's like, but that, that bummed me out more. I was like, and then my friends were just like, yeah, let's go do this. It's like, oh yeah, regular, like yeah. the return to normal. The return to normal. Yeah. It was like, thank you. That's the way I need to grieve. Not. Hmm. I grieve on my own and then and then I can, you know, open up and tell people, but it's like and also just the blame thing is like that's such horseshit. You know, like oh, it's yeah. your fault you weren't there for. Mm -hmm. Excuse me? So you're just basically saying you're 
So they weren't an individual; they couldn't yeah, think for no, themselves. Yeah. Okay, that's so. That's always like, but at the time, I mean, you're—I don't, fuck, dude, I don't know how old you are. <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep some mysteries. Anyways, <laughs> you were super young four years ago. I, I, I'm not. I'm like 95 years old. Back in my day. I keep getting old. And that's older. And that's podcast canon. <laughs> and that's true. <laughs> but yeah, like that, being young and hearing that, like that, that sucks, dude. Um, that does suck. But like Henry was saying, like, yeah, that, ch- that changed the subject matter. It's like, well, you're, you're full in a mode of like, I'm on this track and then that derailed you and it's like and always it's always in hindsight it's like well that might have been a good thing like there's there's it was definitely something I needed at that time yeah I think most of the time it's like one of those survival traits that we have innately it's like that primal format yeah when everything else is going awry you just kind of you try to survive yeah some people don't try as much as others Others may try a little bit too hard. Some people just get lost in the moment or maybe lost in their own minds. And, you know, there's no right or wrong way of approaching it. Just, you know, existence is a bitch sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's like the biggest takeaway that I've learned while growing up is like you got to kind of struggle to kind of create something beautiful at the same time because that's that polar opposite nature of it. And I think sometimes we just will sit and fester in the fear of what may happen instead of just living right now in the present. Because yeah, it's, it's easy to remember bad days. Yeah. Um, but good mm-hmm. days are pretty, like for a lot of people, and I know not for everybody, but there are a lot of really great moments of pure joy in your life that pass seemingly unnoticed. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to, to kind of try to count those and remember mm-hmm. that you've had a lot of fucking good days yeah. and bad days might fuck you up for longer periods of time and they might mm-hmm. affect you in worse ways but those good days are still there and you have a good backlog of them to to try to appreciate and the busier i am and the more like running to, you know from one project straight to the next like the more i notice that i don't appreciate good because i mean it's hard yeah life is really great for the most part at least for me and then i when you're crazy busy all the time and running constantly it's it's easier to complain and not notice Mm. the at least for me and that's why i've been a little discouraged lately because i'm like i have a really fantastic life right now i'm just so busy i literally all the good stuff is starting to become kind of a burden stop and smell the roses exactly Shit, man, time is of relevance, right? I mean, I just spent eight hours driving today, like back and forth from San Francisco to spend, what, like two hours, maybe three hours up in SF? Yeah. And shout out to William Fisher, my man, over at IDEO. Thank you for, like, the tour, if anything, because that was really fun and getting lunch and just, you know, shooting the shit. Uh, But no, it was a good experience. Uh, Other than that, just a fucking beautiful location. That being the city, and also that business is something you should check out yourselves as listeners, let alone the people that are in this room, because those are minds right there. IDEO. IDEO. I-D-E-O. It's an innovation tech firm. Actually, not even just excluded to tech. They do everything from like also 
mess, messing around with like food, recipes, like management styles for that, uh, working on the digital end as well, which is what my buddy William Fisher does. He helps spearhead a lot of the things in regards to like, what, what was it that I saw on his LinkedIn and how he kind of explained it to me. It's just like that global tech administrator and it's just one of those things, you know, reaching out to your fellow peers and creating a situation where people can think and design in an innovative way on their own without having to rely on other companies uh, to kind of present their product. That's what I was coming down to understanding on how their approaches for innovation, let alone how I like to kind of see life too is, you know, help your fellow man out or woman and you should freaking help your peers out. Let's go there. It's 2018. We don't need to throw out genders for that. (laughs) (laughs) Gender specific. You're, you're, I don't know. Cis. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I came up with a terrible pun when I was blackout drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear it then. I like it. I I woke up and I checked my notes to see if I had written anything because that's what I'll usually do. Um, And I I saw something and it was, um, it was, it's 2018. Let's call it what it is. The Pillsbury, the Pillsbury Dough person because fuck gender roles. (laughs) (laughs) Gender R O L L S. Yes, yes, I do. Oh, I like that. <laughs> sound delicious. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. I enjoy. I, uh, I enjoy that. Also, I just like much. Pillsbury Dopers. Yeah, <laughs> Pillsbury Dopers. It's more great. illiterate. Yeah, the alliteration's there. Yeah. Illiterate. That's not the right. Word. Illiteration. Illiterate. Yes, you got it. I, I like I'm how illiterate. I was gonna say. I was like, I like how illiterate you are. I'm very illiterate. Um, it's natural man but dude that's funny fucking and I know Joe Rogan has talked about it many times and I agree with him wholeheartedly of like if you don't struggle then you're then you don't know like you don't do then you're not putting in work or you're not doing good work I don't I don't know how he put it but it's I agree with the whole you gotta struggle a little bit to have an appreciation and number one to have a perspective. Yeah. If you're not struggling, and I mean that in any capacity, like financial, life shit, anything, like struggle sharpens you and, you know, hones you. It also, like, defines how you're going to appreciate things as well. Because if you work for something, you're going to appreciate it, where sometimes mm-hmm. if, if you're not, if you're getting things handed to you or it comes mm-hmm. easy at first, you're, as soon as it gets hard, you're not going to, the praise that you mm-hmm. thought you had an appreciation for it just yeah. drops out and then you all you can think of is the negative aspects. Mm-hmm. It's like you heighten your devaluation of things, just interaction with things and people. Yeah. It's uh it's rough, man. Yeah. Um, but but that, str- yes, I think I think struggle defines us in, in good and bad ways. I think sometimes a struggle like too much of a struggle is negative mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like uh, if you're if you're struggling too much for something sometimes Bless you. Oh, Sorry. Um, it's it's not going to work out yeah. or it's not working and you have to recognize that before it, it's like defining Absolutely. you in a bad way where all you know is this negative thing yeah you can't stack shit on shit and expect to get a good foundation out of that <laughs> yeah it's gonna be very loose <laughs> yeah like if 
and shitty. <laughs> like I, a, a couple of our first episodes are definitely like, it's a little like we're we're very fast and loose with stuff, and I think we're like slowly over time getting honed in. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it was we're pretty using mental kegels. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and it was pretty easy sitting down and having everybody talk. And that's why it's still going. Like the mm-hmm. the struggle is still there. We still have to sit down and and discuss these things. Bender has to edit and come up with topics. But mm-hmm. I, it's it's not like it's been a entire struggle. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's that air of like ease that that's comes true. with it. And I think it's that natural. air of ease just becomes something more when you have, or at least you create that community. Yeah. you're talking about it. I mean, like, Bender does his role. We do our roles. I don't know why roles is now sticking to my head. <laughs> Henry, what have you Henry. done? <laughs> How dare you? I kind of want some pizza rolls. Uh, ooh, shout out Totino's. Sponsor the podcast, please. <laughs> what's, your, what's your role? <laughs> but yeah, like, the the, po- the podcast is, is work, and we're working at it, but it's yeah. it's... The struggle is defining us in a good way, but it's also if if you're struggling too much, it might be the wrong thing. We if it feels natural, but you're still working at it and you still have to do stuff, that I think that's a good thing. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you always want to be progressing, and you have to struggle to progress. I've noticed that, like just at work, for example, if I try to do something about five times and I still can't get it to work. And I'm just getting more and more frustrated. Or like this happened the other day where Gabby came in and did something that I literally tried to do five times. Like she doesn't even work in the brew house. Worked for her the first time. That's what I'm like, all right. To avoid either getting injured or just really pissed and negative, we're going to take a break for like five minutes and come yeah. back to it. Or even just like step having away. somebody like re-explain something yeah. to you. Or just take mm-hmm. a minute for mental clarity, like back up, yeah. reassess, regroup, like pep talk yourself. Yeah. And then, yeah. The balance, like yeah. Henry, I was walking away. Sorry, I had to go pee. Usually my bladder's better. Gross, too, TMI. But I, some of you said about if you're struggling too much, that's bad. You fuck yeah. If it's grinding you down into a powder mm-hmm. that nobody can snort for fun, yeah. then what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a good point, and that's why the balance, the balance thing, man. It's important, and that's having a balance of good and bad, and struggling, and coming out of it, and like little victories. For me, like, do it, dude. Nine, we're nine episodes deep, and so deep. Like you said, it. It's sometimes it's a struggle, but only because I make it a struggle. No, I think we're yeah. we're all learning as we go. Right. Mm-hmm. Big time. Big time. Like I'm. I'm learning a lot, like listening to, re-listening to it. I'm like, okay, there's, I make some notes. Um, the big thing is, and I, it's consistency in like fun convert. And, and I know like sometimes we get a little heavy, but that's kind of the fun of it. It's like, we got to have a balance. I was thinking about the, the other day, like one of our episodes, I can't, it's not like, oh, there's so many. There are many. But and like I was telling them, it's like, dude, that's nine and nine plus hours of talk, mm-hmm. and I I think we're and listeners, hopefully you guys will give us some feedback. But I think we blend it 
<laughs> you can't say We're that without make... a little ham yeah. on it now. A little ham wow. and cheese. But it's hopefully it's and I and uh, and maybe you guys and because you're also an audience as well is it feels like a good blend of fun and serious at the same time. I don't know. I'm t- the whole th- like I want it to be balanced, but I also. There and that's something down the line is like maybe we just do straight goofy episodes where we're like this is gonna get goofy up in here. I think we should. Oh, I'm sure we will. That's yeah. that's ne- needless to say. I think we're just establishing like the very structure. What is the blend? Let alone who are the people a part of it, which is not only the people in this room but those that are listening too. Because when it comes down to it, without the listeners. We don't really, I mean, yeah. we're just talking like we normally do anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, I think like what I think we were talking about doing a little blend of some like one-on-one interviews, mm-hmm. the roundtable discussion, and then maybe bringing in some music aspects where people come and play some songs and yeah. stuff. And then uh, it, it would, I mean, that would be a, a production to put on weekly. But um, maybe I think once we Ooh. get some backlogs of interviews and stuff, once we have enough material, we can definitely start blending the episodes together. Yeah, do like a monthly special or something. Well, like... yeah, and I definitely want you and your bandmates, or fuck, what was his name? Luke. Luke. I was like Paul. It's a good name. I really do want you guys to come play a little bit, and then Aaron, you're always welcome to grab my guitar out of my room and yeah, play. Like... If you're feeling it, dude, like that's it's like to keep it mixed up. Because I get in my own head, even just talking right now, and I, and I, and I re-listen to it, and I'm like, God, I'm talking out of my ass. <laughs> or I'm being a little reserved and trying to be structured. I keep the conversation going this way. It's like, man, I just... And sometimes realizing it in the moment is kind of the fun. of like, whoa, hey, take it easy, buddy. Like, yeah, we get what you're trying to say. Just say it instead of just, you know... It, but that's that's a, that's a learning process for me, and that's that's my I'm trying to bring all my struggles with me of like, all right, yeah, like this is this is a trying effort, but it's fun, and I'm gonna keep doing it, and hopefully I get better at it, yeah. and and that comes from a place of me struggling for a long time about defining what I what I wanted to do. Like I've always worked manual labor. I've always worked outside Manuel's labor I, Manuel's labor I've always done that and, I, and I, I enjoy it I, I like working outside and working with my hands and learning skills practical skills but at the same time I'm starting to get there's points there's moments in the day where I'm like fuck I have arthritis and I'm 33 like full blown arthritis mm-hmm. in my hands like some days I'm like I get on the motorcycle and I'm like oh what you know, like yeah. that's, but, but I wouldn't change anything. Cause it's like, I learned a work ethic when I was really young and my parents instilled that they're like, look, if you want to do something, you got to work for it. That's period. Mm-hmm. Like you just got to work. We'll just start a Kickstarter for prosthetic hands for Ben. <laughs> Give us some nice want, Terminator hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Were you really young when you started working? Yeah. 13. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was 14. I'm 14 about to too. sneeze, but. I go to college. I went to work. <laughs> um, first job was at the uh, the Blues baseball games in the barbecue pit. 
Nice. Bless you. Bless you. Yeah. Jesus. Which reminds me, we gotta go see a Blues game because when they score, oh, we man. score. Oh damn right. Yeah. What is it? Dollar beers. Or? Dollar beers, and oh. I can hold at least eight in <laughs> my hands. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna push ten next time because you know it's a nice even number. But, but I've five. That. I remember working young as a good thing. I I met a lot of people. I interacted with a lot of adults. I yeah. developed like. Of just a general sense of how to get stuff done and then I got paid which mm-hmm. was also good I, I learned to like mm-hmm. I never learned how to manage my money I still spend super frivolously I, w- I will say but... this though too on that note like working amongst older individuals and like being a youthful age the, mo- the one thing that like really you know gets me is when the older person's like trying to get you to do all like the manual labor and they don't uh, they don't ever do that and it's all about like they paid their dues i'm like i wish we went back to more like that viking era or like that oh spartan God. era like oh you can't do this anymore then you should not be leading right i would now. be dead in that <laughs> no you i mean you're you got youth behind you yeah. for it's just i have a big problem when someone decides to try to take a leadership role and like the most that they can do is like plug in numbers on like a freaking calculator and like read a book and look at you and tell you to do something i'm just like ooh, it's like if you cannot actually do what you're preaching like you gotta like loosen the reins a little bit do not micromanage how i do my job Dude, too yeah because that's agitating from like just a handyman perspective or like when i was woodworking too yeah. somebody saying like this and like, you gotta do it this way because this is how i did it like 20 years ago it's like that's show cool me. it's like show me I've been doing it that way before but this is a more efficient way stop telling me how yeah. to do and then try to prove me wrong <laughs> well and that but that's just me being sassy well <laughs> sassy no but, but you're, not, you're not wrong like some one of my favorite bosses Bart shout out to Bart shout out to Bart he was awesome because here's what he did he's he Talk to talk, and he walked the walk. Mm-hmm. He said, "I want this from you guys," and then he'd jump right in with us. I love us that, yeah. And do it. He would. He would be there working as hard as we were. And same with my other boss slash friend Joe. Like when we were doing landscaping, he's like not just telling. He's like, "Here's what we've got to do," and then he jumps right in and does it with you. And well, that's you're like, inspiring for it. It is. It's good like, leadership. And it's and being young and impressionable, yeah. you see that, and you're like, "That's how I need to work." Yeah. And that's how that that ethic and that crosses over into my my art a lot of times. As much as I bitch about like I'm not motivated, I still hold myself accountable, and I like my work ethic when it comes to doing art. Like. It took I whatever hitch I hit with this mm-hmm. podcast thing last year I couldn't get it done I don't know mm-hmm. whatever and I I don't freak out on that but that defined me as well because it it's a struggle it gave me it was a struggle <laughs> and it made me it made like moving out here is and part of it was this telling strangers that I'm doing something mm-hmm. and then they're like cool I want to do it with you and I'm like oh fuck now I gotta do it. <laughs> Yeah. But once you get that momentum going and like the the ethic comes in, it's like, dude, I'll be honest. Today at like two o'clock, I was tired and wacky. I was like, I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling it, but I, but I'm gonna do it because yeah. you got to do work. Well, you got to put in some work and fucking because if you want something, you got to work. Yeah, man. you sound it. like Dave Grohl. <laughs> 
I fucking love Dave. Cool. He, he said stuff like that <laughs> Dude, before right. too about like music. He's just like you know. You gotta work. Yeah, yeah, he he never took any classes when he first started off. He just he did it. It's a grindstone. It's yeah. like you, we have the capacity as human beings because we're, you know, we're, we're on adapt- the top of the evolution chain right now. We're adaptable. We're adaptable. Yeah. We can learn shit. We can get better. So you gotta be willing to risk it for a trisket. You do. You have to put in the work, man, and that's that's hard. And I, God, I'm not going to go down this road, but sounding, sometimes I see, and it's, oh, it's always going to be this way, the generational shit, like, oh, you kids Oh, yeah, the comparison shit, I love it. I've had older people tell me, like, oh, you kids don't know, you kids don't know what it's like to work. (laughs) Excuse me, motherfucker. I've been working since I was 13. So, I don't know what you're talking about. You're, You're taking a little set data and... Just smearing it all over. It's just you know. It's just like, hey, you can't throw a wide blank. You just can't do that. Blanket statements are great for you. Just can't do that. But yeah. But I I get it from a perspective. But it's like that's why. Well, then do the fucking work, and invest. And that's you know it. It's that you gotta struggle. You gotta feel that little. You gotta be. You gotta be hungry. Mm -hmm. You gotta be like. You gotta go through some Mm -hmm. shit to understand when you have yeah. something going good and it's like that's perspective I got perspective now because I've been through that struggle and now when you hit and applying that into a creative aspect it's like I'm hitting alright well I know I can get it done if I yeah. if I really want to like I, I I can go paint and get a paint I can crank out a painting if I want yeah. to because it's it's been it's my struggles have you know in my real life quotes real life it's like that crosses over into creative shit it's like oh no you know you're capable of working then just go do it yeah you gotta it's 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 that's like that's almost a comfort to know like no i know i'm capable of working if i need to so there's no comparison to it either it's when it comes down to back full circle your struggles are unique to yourself that build you up the way that they need to each individual goes through those formats like if it's heartbreak or loss and anything else in between those are there to show the individual what needs to be worked on and only they themselves can figure that out as like just members of this wonderful global community we should just be there to listen and to offer support yeah yeah because that's the best way of actually helping growth happen is more of that collectivistic idea rather than like oh yeah back in my day or some individualistic score of like a testament of comparison of where they were at and where we are now not possible time changes so quickly and with that everything around us also changes hopefully for the better i would assume but then that makes an ass out of you and me <laughs> um, can I can I do a little round, round table question? I want a yes, little answer please. for you too. Yeah, yeah. My sister did this um, as a way to get to know some of our cousins uh, this weekend when we were visiting some family. Um, she brought up uh, what your sad fact is, like just like a little like kind of bummer, funny fact about you. Like one of mine that I found was in fourth grade, I slipped on a piece of bologna and broke my arm. That was a little strange. <laughs> That's a sad fact. <laughs> um, I'm sorry I laughed that hard about that, but 
It's a very, it's a very funny sad fact. I slipped on baloney. That's yeah. a bunch of baloney. Another one was my first girlfriend. Um, her pastor made her break up with me on the second day of us dating because he didn't oh. like me. Oh. Her sad fact. Pastor, not her, her dad. No, yeah, her pastor. Oh God. Yeah. Um, that's sad. that's sad on his part. Sad fact. That's more sad on her, his and her part. Yeah. That is sad for you, but also on them. It's like, that's how you're living your life. I was a good little choir boy back then too. <laughs> you're a choir boy compared to me. Come on. Um, shit. I know. Did you Just guys like have a, one lined up. It's sad like, fact. It's basically like an embarrassing little story. An like, embarrassing little story. If you like. Slipped or like, oh, wow, well. <laughs> if you like, slipped, now nah, I got plenty of those. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, uh, yeah, I think my sister did this for her office as like their little fact underneath them instead of like a fun fact, it was a sad fact. <laughs> and I remember, I think she was saying one person put um, that they did a backflip on a trampoline and <laughs> knocked themselves out on one of the poles. Oh and my like, god, five other people was like, damn. Now I can't put the, like, they all had done that. So it's funny. That's as, funny because I have a friend that did that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trampolines, man. There's yeah, a reason they didn't want to insure yeah. houses with trampolines after a while. Um, also, don't sleep on a trampoline. That shit will fuck up your back, too. I was young, too, when I did that. Yeah. I guess one of mine, it's more funny because I, 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 you guys have seen my fake tooth. Oh, yeah. yeah. No? So... <laughs> I just popped it out. Um, I can do that because it's on a retainer. But uh, I got tripped. I'm not going to name names. You never know who's listening. But I was in I was in elementary school, and a particular gal tripped me in gym class. We were doing we we're in gym like doing some game or I can't fucking remember. It was I think it was fifth grade. Like skip rope. Something like that. It was yeah. something like running. Like, anyways, she tripped me, and I went down like face oh, first. On the black, I didn't even on the blacktop. No, 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 in the gym on oh, the sure. oh, nice, yeah. So I hit like like a donkey teeth first, like here, here lies and Bender's it, teeth. It, no, no teeth came out. But what oh. happened was my tooth jammed up. <gasps> Ow. Um. Let's see what happened. If I can remember, it's been a while, and I like somehow blocked it out of my memory. But the adult tooth that was coming it. Let me see if I get this right. Somehow my teeth, my two front teeth, got like kind of shoved. Like they killed the root of the tooth that was there. Huh. And they're like, and then that was my adult tooth that had came. Had, I was trying to come it had, came down. I, I came. It came down and. It the teeth my other teeth got like not they didn't come out of my mouth somehow but they like it went and it killed the root of that tooth and so the tooth died because there's no root and so it was just floating there and then my dentist was just like we're gonna yank that thing and we'll give you a fake tooth a temporary and that turned into years for, later uh, here we are yeah good old tooth sayer twenty plus years later I still have a fake tooth and it's awesome but. 
That is the sad fact. T- temporary. Yeah. And, like, and didn't even just like break the tooth. They killed the next They killed tooth. the tooth that was that had so much potential. Yeah, they killed a tooth yesterday. So, so in a way she killed your potential. She killed so. my but yeah, it's like straight, and I, I got Oh, here's another one. I'll give you another sad fact. Sad fact. Playing hacky sack in mm-hmm. middle school, and I'm gonna name his name because he's my friend, but, and I don't think he'd mind. But Brian Park. <laughs> what up, Brian? Park? What up, Brian? We were playing hacky sack in middle school. It was the last day of seventh grade, I think. Uh, no, eighth grade. I think it was eighth grade. Last day of eighth grade. That's what it was. And we were playing hacky sack. And I went down for a neck stall to stall the hacky sack on the back of my neck. And my friend Brian went to boot oh, it at the same fuck. time. Because oh, oh, no. he didn't know. Yeah. And he was wearing Doc Martens. And oh, fuck. My nose exploded in blood. Oh, didn't break it. It didn't break bone. It, bro- it fucked up the cartilage. So I had to deviate immediately. Deviate septum. Yeah. Like, I couldn't breathe out of my left. But I just remember, like, getting, it was like. And I was like, oh, blood. And I remember two of the girls in my class just cracking up. <laughs> Fucking laughing out loud, like pointing at me as I'm like, like spilling blood out of my nose. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm really excited that that gave you joy, seeing my face. It gives me joy blood. It gives me joy now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that sucked. And I had to go, I, to, I went and got surgery to, so I could breathe out of my left side. And even now, it's like still kind of like you hear the whistle. <laughs> but yeah, that's sad. you should do that and like pop your tooth out. Yeah. Hey. Hey. But yeah, that that, that would was, be because Ricky. Though. That was a bu- that was a bummer, man. Playing, how'd you how'd you break your nose? Play a hacky sack. Play a hacky sack. Let's how? Go, let's go down for a sick next time. <laughs> that's a sad fact. That's yeah. that's sad as hell, baby. <laughs> Also, like, I definitely pictured you guys all wearing, like, hemp ponchos and stuff, and then you're like, my buddy's wearing Doc Martens, I, I was know, like, right? different hacky sack crew than I was pictured. <laughs> <laughs> Henry, this was the, the, the mid to late 90s. Uh, Almost early uh, 2000s. So, so many we Doc were, Martens. We were <laughs> balls deep in Doc Martin. Hemp <laughs> and Airwalk. Airwalk. I used to have a pair of airwalks. Yeah. An yeah. airwalk skateboard. I think that's those are my uh, those are my two sad facts for now. Yeah. Yeah. Injuries. Really. Yeah. Injury I know. I was gonna say, do they have to be injury related? No, I mean okay. they can just be like if your first like my first uh, movie crush is uh, made Marion from the Robin Hood and she's a fox and that's kind of weird, but it's a little sad. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right, huh? I like that. It's good. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I always thought Robin Hood was sexy, and I'm like, he's a fox. Kevin what Costner. The deal? You mean? Yeah, right. Kevin Co- say is it's not he's not Robin Hood. He's Kevin Costner. The the no the, 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 the no the animated yeah. like oh, the actual, yeah thinking oh, like that yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. talking about he's talking yeah. about the yeah. fox we're, we're getting the actual fox yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh I'll definitely yeah. give you I was yeah. Yeah, I was going like that's funny because I always thought Robin Hood too I'm like hmm. Alan Rickman. How does that happen? Alan Rickman. No, but he's pretty badass as well. Actual cartoon character. So, sorry, I interrupted your sad fact. No, it wasn't a sad fact. Yeah, they can be like flunking out of a class that's 
like art or <laughs> right um, um did you get suspended for anything silly or i was homeschooled so and then that, that would be even i thought so for a little while but i'm kind of happy about it um i remember my 21st birthday my parents i went out to dinner with my parents i feel like that's kind of sad is that all way. you did for your 21st it is all i did did you go out to the bars at all uh, we went to a restaurant. I, I, maybe it would be less sad if I'd done that first and then gone out later with friends. But that was like the only thing I did. And they had not been getting along all day. And so then we were sitting there just kind of like, whatever. And so I tried to like start a conversation. I was asking. I saw a sign or something. What does that mean? Like to kind of like get people's minds on something else. They got in a fight about what to fight. Oh, no. I just remember being like, Okay. Please tell me it was an Applebee's. <laughs> it was like a Red Robin or some oh, shit like that. Oh yeah. I was no, really like, all right. Oh, that's a good sad fact. Ruined birthdays are always. Yeah. I have so many fact. ruined birthdays. Yeah. I, I've, I've ruined a couple of my own birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I threw up at Goshi's on my 21st after doing oh. a whole day of wine tasting. Oh, no. Because my sister was a complete cunt about oh. it. I was, I was sitting down right next to her and I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. And you know what she did? It said she laughed. She's like, ah, ha, ha, oh, bra, bra. And then like just hit my back like a couple times so i was like yeah i'm gone and then it was just like boom, right into a miso cup no it was beautiful it was so bad and it's like for a while like maybe i'd say either half a year or so i didn't go back to go like, we so, oh no yuki yuki got to see that and i used to work there prior to that too so it was like there's no escaping that shame for a yeah. little bit uh, that's why Yasu now is asked like if I'm <laughs> drunk in Japanese like yopurai desu ka? oh <laughs> I have like, one no. <laughs> what's another one and this is really embarrassing I haven't told a lot of people this like only my family kind of knows this well be prepared to tell the world, the world. Yeah. it's not that big I mean I don't know pause I'm... and make sure you really want to share this no I do it's <laughs> fine I don't care it's okay. you know nice because our listeners are now their YouTube. It's not that big of a deal. I just remember being mortified about it for years because I was I was kind of chubby for a certain like age phase. I think it was like, I don't know, like 10. You were a little two. husky? Yeah, I was a little husky. I had a little bit of an eating problem. And I remember there was one day when we like spent the whole day hanging out with family and like seeing various grandparents. It wasn't a holiday, so I don't, I'm not sure why. But you know how grandmas are. They feed you. And they feed you, and they feed you, and they feed you, and they feed you. So, like, that all day. And I just, you know, I like food anyway, so I would always eat, you know, probably about twice as much as what everyone else. So we finally, exactly. So we we end the day, like, at this Mexican restaurant, and I, of course, order this massive amount of food. Like, totally. I ate so much, I puked, like, right there at the restaurant. <laughs> like, I literally could not eat anymore. I just remember being rushed to the bathroom, because I was probably, I don't know, like, eight or nine. I'm just being, like, embarrassed. That my mom's like, you ate way too much food. Like, that's why you're puking right now. And I'm just being like, okay. Like, wow. feeling like a total pig. <laughs> I never so there's had that. <laughs> yep. It's a good. That's a good sad fact. Mm-hmm. That's a and good the, sad fact. And those, I feel like those, those 
like that's not a terrible memory, but it, it's like it's a bad one. But yeah, <laughs> it, it always stays You're with welcome. you. Like I, there's oh. always embarrassing things. Like I can't mm-hmm. see baloney without like holding my arm and be like, "Yep, that's like I'm sure at Mexican restaurant you're always like." All right, like that's that's always with you a little bit. No, I just like Mexican <laughs> food. I even got food poisoning up in Chimichanga one time. Doesn't bother me. Okay, <laughs> I like sweet. But yeah, no. The, so the food thing, I've yeah. Yeah, it's yep. like, it's like the little struggles that mm-hmm. define us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you were born into it. <laughs> so you think the pizza is your ally? <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, eating your emotions sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, uh, that's that's a good game. That's a good icebreaker. Like, hey, what's your satisfaction <laughs> that you're worth that you're willing to share? Yeah. I'll, I'll share one too. Yeah, share another pretty, one. Pretty pretty personal one. So when I used to work at one of these restaurants back in the day, probably like say what how old am I right now? Probably like nine or eight years ago. I remember having just wonderful conversation with one of these girls that we, you know, were coworkers and everything. So she invites me back to her parents' place because they're gone and everything. Uh, at the time being, though, she's like an alleged lesbian that everyone kind of thought at that point. But when I'm over at her place, I forget what movie we were watching and everything, but we start making out and everything. And we start, we, you know, go into the process of all of a sudden now, we're gonna sleep in the same bed and everything. And I guess I was just so excited. Fuck. Yeah, in that sense, yes. But this was like my first like Sorry. experience of like getting really just revved up, like really super stoked about like what was about to happen. That it was like not even within like the first minute or so of actually, you know, the scientific term coitus. Oh boy. So I was like, I was done. I was like finished off. I was like, and now this got awkward all of a sudden. And Wait, uh, that's how long it normally takes, right? Right. That's what I thought too. <laughs> no, I didn't think that Wait, at all. Just... A- Aaron, did you just share a? a yeah, I did. A, a pre predator. Yeah, a pre ejaculation yeah. story. It, but it was tragic because it was one of those things like this girl was that alleged lesbian, and after that, it was so awkward at work. It's like she eventually ended up leaving that establishment. I was just like. Mm-hmm. Pretty ashamed of myself at that point, too, for ever doing that. And it was like for a long period of time, I was like against, you know, those office romances and stuff like that because I was just like, that was some scar, some wound that I had. Are you saying that she left work because of your sexual performance? I believe so. (laughs) That's how I I interpreted that. It was probably just because it was just super (laughs) awkward between us after that, but I definitely felt that way afterwards. Wow. Because of that situation. And one of my buddies who I cooked with too was, you know, in good conversation with her. And so then that kind of like just shifted the whole spectrum of who I could like, you know, share stories with as well. And they're married now. So. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> they're married. <laughs> That'd be the icing on that cake. That one, and then just like to dial it back down. When I was younger, I pulled a freaking legit Charlie Brown and like broke my arm. Oh, you tried to kick a football? Oh, I tried school? to kick a football when I was a very young, wee little boy, and <laughs> just you know completely did that whole you know reverse fall back, 
elbow to the asphalt. Ooh, asphalt. And, yeah, it was bad. And then I the, thought you were gonna say elbow to the ass. And I was <laughs> elbow like, to the ass, and then I broke <laughs> and I broke my femur too. No, so <laughs> Jesus. No, uh, but I broke my arm, and the only I would say constellation prize of that event was the fact that my dad took me out to like WWE like one of those like wrestling events and at that time I was like super into just watching all that and like you know remember Sting the only like wrestler that yeah, ever like dude. painted his face white and black he comes like propelling down like in the stadium and I'm just like it was like the only like positive out of that situation because my arm was like in a splint and casted and everything. I was like, I fucking hate life. My arm smells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey man, now look at you. You're yeah. doing fine. I'm doing fine. Yeah. You write poetry. I wear V-necks. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna need video and photo for you guys to take a picture of you so right we'll now. Put just that for on Twitter. people listening. Just people yeah. just so you like, know he's not lying <laughs> just like crying <laughs> uh, good stuff nice yeah. um how do you guys feel we're an hour and a half in you guys feel you want to hash out anything else I'm just, I'm just um, feeling good yeah um I'm looking good. I don't know how I feel. My bladder I mean, feels congested. I, I, the, the fun thing, I guess, we, maybe we can finish with like one, lit, and, and I'll finish by reading something in the back of this book. Just don't finish too quickly now. <laughs> That's a good life lesson. <laughs> um, oh, I never thought it'd end up like this. <laughs> yeah, I got, I'm speechless. This is a right struggle now. that's defining me right now. <laughs> For opening us up, <laughs> there's, there's so many things going on in my head right now, and I'm just gonna try and keep it simple here. So I'll read this, and this will be my ending. Just, just a little words of encouragement from somebody else, because I'm stealing like an artist from the dude that wrote the book. So here's what he wrote at the end of his book. It says, some advice can be advice. Feel free to take what you can use and leave the rest. There are no rules. Tell me what you think. Or say hello at austincleon.com. But it's like, yeah. Some advice can be advice. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Pretty cool. Kind of a cool little ending note on his book. It's like, yeah. It's, it's that whole thing of like, hey, I can tell you what to do, but also don't use that as a crutch because that's the only reason. Like, yeah, that kind of, that hits home for me. It's like, mm-hmm. yep. In the say, end, you got to work. You got to work. You got to do yeah. the work. And you got to struggle. You do. But you, you don't struggle too much. Don't yeah, struggle too much. much. You're getting ground down to a fine but, powder. But struggle. Yeah. But struggle. But no, but not too much. But you got to struggle. just a little. Yeah. But not <laughs> a lot. You got to go through some shit. Be wary of advice, too. That's what I got from that. Uh-huh. Well, and I learned, you know, like... Everything with a grain of salt. Every everything. Even a grain it's of salt. It's the best kind exactly. of seasoning. That's why when it comes down to it, it's used on everything. You won't make it delicious. What's the other one? Everything <laughs> in moderation, including even moderation. moderation. Even yeah. salt. Yeah, because even though it's a great seasoning, <laughs> it's too much salt. Even salt. <laughs> especially salt. <laughs> that shit will make your fingers swell up, especially if you have arthritic hands. Oh no. 
Oh no! I, I, I'm learning so many tools. I'm gonna add to this. But remember, some yeah. advice. I'm gonna add to this, guys, because it's it's a good way to end this, and then you guys can go with a f- like, I don't know, a flock of seagulls. I, you, Henry already killed it with the pun about yeah. the fucking roll. Fucking yeah, I got money. Yeah. But this is a good way to end this, I think. And again, this is from the book Steel Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. Gotta give him credit because it ain't my thoughts, but I think it. In the end, creativity isn't just the things we choose to put in. It's the things we choose to leave out. Oh! Pretty neat. Pretty neat. Nice. Um, Also, I'm not gonna... I don't know. What's what's the rules on giving someone's name away as an artist? Until I get her permission, I'm not going to say her yeah, name. Yeah, but we can put it in the description or, we could, we or could. tweet it out. I'll do a little tweet. We'll do a little tweet. But the, the artist we were talking about at the beginning of the show, Amy, um, fucking badass. Badass. Uh, uh, how about this? Give her a plug, and then we can edit it out if she says no. Okay. Uh, Amy, I can't. how would you say her last name? Amy? Loshiavago. Lo Shiavo. Lo Shiavo. Lo Shiavo. Lo Shiavo. Uh, I don't know. Let's, How would let's, you say? Let's butcher this. Let's until, butcher. Yeah. Amy, we're sorry we're, if we're you're on round table this. with this one. <laughs> Lo Shiavo, maybe. Lo Shiavo. Anyways, I'll spell it out so people can go check out. She's on Instagram. Yeah, I'd say the same thing, Lo Shiavo. Um, so, she, uh, people listen, go check this. Her Instagram is. Amy, all lowercase, so A-M-Y, period, L-O-S-C-H-I-A-V-O. She's awesome. She has really cool work. Uh, go check it out. Assuming she's okay with that, I think it's okay. Cool. I mean, she was painting in public yesterday, so I think it's all good. Yeah, I would, I would assume so. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to throw in? Um, you feel good? Do you guys feel good about ending, or do you want to keep going? I feel okay with ending. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should... Are we gonna go see a movie together? Are we? Are we gonna do I'd this da- thing? I'd be down to do that. We like. Or I'd, watch a movie. Yeah, watch a movie Here. together. Yeah, like, we can do that. Um, I'd love. To, I'd love to have another discussion. We never even really got to do the mute moon, uh, moon yeah. discussion. No, we. I don't. was really oh, looking forward moon. to that too. Oh, oh. But, like there's okay. there's so many good stuff coming out. I'd love to like have some some media to discuss. Well, it'd be nice to have like the whole gang team together for yeah. Moon because I'm pretty sure everyone has now yeah. seen it. Okay, well, listeners, uh, email me and we're going to get the Twitter going. The Twitter. Like the an Twitter. old asshole. Yeah. And that like, Twitter machine. Get on the Twitter. But Give me again, the handle for And I'll team. say it. I said it at the beginning. I <laughs> The last podcast, I said it wrong at the end of the show and you're like, and what is that Gmail? I was like, oh, Fuck. I re-listened and I was like, I said it wrong. Simple. BenderBlendPodcast at gmail.com. Send me comments, questions, concerns. No nudes, please. Thanks. Um, <laughs> well, at least not dick pics. And then we'll get a Twitter going and then get some ideas from people listening. And also, yeah, just to keep you guys up to date on like what the fuck's going on. So, anyways... You guys feel good? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to end it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay blended. <laughs> what, sleep in the news? I said stay blended. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, what I heard, too. If you want to regulate your body temperature, then yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, yeah, truth. Yeah, stay blended, you fucks. All right, bye.